Hello, I'm Chrissy Parkinson. Welcome to my journey through the world of drinks without alcohol. After 18 years as head of wine for a restaurant group, I became co-founder of the specialist know and load drinks consultancy Brimful Drinks. I believe that all drinks, whether they have alcohol or not, should look beautiful and taste great. If you care about low and no drinks, this podcast is for you. I am your alcohol-free sommelier. This week is a little different. I'm talking to just one person, but she is one of the most influential people in the whole no and low drink space. You may not know her name yet, but if you've entered your alcohol-free product into a competition, attended a seminar or panel discussion about no and low, or even just tasted alcohol-free drinks at a trade show, then chances are my guest was involved in making it happen. She is Laura Willoughby, MBE, the co-founder of Club Soda. Laura set out to make it easier for people to socialise without having to drink alcohol. And along the way, she realised that this wasn't going to happen unless she supported and encouraged the industry herself. As well as talking to us, Laura has also allowed us to run an episode of the Club Soda podcast, which you'll find as a bonus episode this week. But first, here's my conversation with Laura herself. Laura, can you take me through what Club Soda is? Club Soda is what I describe as a mindful drinking movement. We've been going since uh, 2016, so we've been going nearly seven years. And I describe it as a movement uh, partly because we are really at the heart of it. We're a community of consumers who are all changing our drinking habits. And we've got over 70,000 members, but also because I consider drinks brands and pubs and venues to be part of the movement too. So for us, it's all about helping people drink more mindfully and live well. And so we do things like we've got behavior change courses that help people change their drinking habits that are based on science. We even have a version that's funded through the Drinks Trust for people who work in the hospitality sector to access for free. We do the Mindful Drinking Festival. We do lots of research around low and no and also about venues and how they can be nicer to their non-drinking customers. And we generally want to, I guess, uh, achieve social change or social impact in the fact that we want everyone to feel like they're an equally treated consumer when they're out in our social spaces. And I guess some of this comes from the fact that I'm very passionate about pubs and bars and restaurants in the UK. I think they're incredibly important to the fabric of society and everybody should feel welcome regardless of the strength of the drink in your glass. What was it that galvanised you into action? Uh, mostly, you know, if I if if we come to what the problem was that we were trying to solve when we set up Club Soda and what we identified in our very first piece of research, which was called Nudging Pubs that we did in 2015. And 2015 was an interesting year because it was just a seed lip was beginning to come onto the market and before Heineken came onto the market. And I wanted to work out how we could change the behavior of venues towards their non-drinking customers. Because up until that point, you know, government would give advice and say, well, if you're going out for the evening, you know, alternate your drinks between water and an alcoholic drink or just don't drink. And I felt that that was um, really an unpractical piece of advice in my view, which is that it's hard to, 
you know, uh, swapping out alcoholic drinks for water is, is not an inspiring choice. And asking people to just not drink when they're in a place that's basically 100% geared towards alcohol and has nothing interesting that isn't alcoholic in it was particularly difficult. And so I think that's why we identified that as a problem we wanted to solve. And so very early on, we identified that the government had some problems with the way that it talked about low and no alcohol drink. How do you know where you can be most effective? We learn a lot through our courses about the consumer and what they want. It's not, you know, changing your drinking isn't linear. It's also not binary. It's not you're either drinking or you're not drinking. You're not teetotal or not teetotal. That's actually not how people behave around alcohol at all. And so there's messages to share with everybody, including the fact that actually the hospitality and on-trade sector has got some of the highest rates of illness and absenteeism and um, mental health issues, largely related to alcohol consumption compared to others. And there's clearly a new wave of bar staff who are thinking more mindfully about their drinking too. And that's no bad thing. You know, I think it's possible to work with alcohol and drink more mindfully. And it's also important that people who enjoy working in hospitality don't feel excluded by the sector if they've decided to change their drinking habits in some way. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned commissioning research. Is that something you've done a lot of? And, you know, how do you fund that? How do you make that happen? Our very first piece of research, which I talked about, which is Nudging Pubs, which you can find on nudgingpubs.uk still, was funded by Hackney Council. And then the next piece of work from that, which was the guide, was funded by Hackney and the City of London, which was actually brilliant because between them, they probably have the highest number of licensed venues in the whole of the country. We actually face-to-face visited 400 venues to build that guide. Then we got some funding, which I realised that this was a tipping point for us when I realised that we were beginning to make a bit of an impact, was that the Brewers Association gave us some funding from the Brewers Research Fund to do a piece of work on how to improve the sales of low and no alcohol beer. And then we've had some help from brands to do pieces of research for them. So we did some work for Heineken. And last year, we did some work with AB and Bev as part of a bigger program of work around rebuilding the guide. And then we do some of our own. We pull together all of our data. We collect an awful lot of data that drinks brands and venues may not do about what people substitute you know, with when they decide to change their drinking and all of that sort of stuff. So we have a lot that we collect from our own community. Laura, when I first met you, I thought that Club Soda was purely a community for consumers. But in fact, you do lots for the trade as well, don't you? Why is that? And what type of support do you give the trade? I guess, yes, we do do both things. It makes us a little bit idiosyncratic sometimes. Because I saw that gap, we began to campaign in this space. And therefore, because we did that, I started to ask brands to help contribute towards that. And so we do have a a bigger offer to brands, which means that we do roundtables on a regular basis. I I make sure that people get space um, on the trade shows. And I talk to the trade shows about having a real good educational element around low and no. We get discounts for brands on those things. I do bits of campaigning. We share our research with the brands that support the work we do and so on and so on. It's quite a big step from supporting individuals who are moderating their alcohol intake to supporting the entire no and low industry. Yeah, I guess what we did is we filled in a bit of a gap. Now, that may change in the future as a trade organisation comes, but 
we've partly filled that gap. I guess the fact that I've got a politics background. And so, you know, the way that Club Soda is shaped is not, you know, we're not, I'm not a therapist that has an online course. In fact, you don't want me to be your therapist. It's not my skill set. It's why Drew and our team is in charge of all of that behavior change work. But I, I come from a politics background. I was elected in local government for a long time. I'm very good at seeing gaps and seeing where there are potential levers for change and talking to people and working out how people, we can bring people together to affect change. And despite wanting to try and build a grown-up business, which is really what I try to do from the beginning, I get too excited about the fact that, you know, if we got these people together in a room, brought together this evidence, we might be able to make a better case for A, B or C. What about the Global Mindful Drinking Festival? Because that's on now, right? Yeah, so we've we've actually just finished it. We did it in October. Um, It's worth saying that uh, the Mindful Drinking Festival is normally an in-person festival. And so we do a summer event. And then we did the first one of those in 2017 when I scraped together 20 brands into Bermondsey Square. Gosh, how things have changed. And we now do a big two-day event in the Truman Brewery, which, you know, pulls in 10,000 people over two days. We were due to do another one in Glasgow, and we were hoping to do one in Manchester and take it around the country. And then COVID came. So we moved online as a way to engage more with globally the influences in this space and to keep the discussion alive. We will go back to real world. And I'm certainly hoping that we will be having festivals outside of London in 2022. That's an incredible commitment from an organisation that was founded simply to be a community for people cutting back on alcohol. How on earth do you manage to do it all, Laura? Normally by force of will, generally, Christine, is how I manage to do most things. Like, I don't believe things aren't possible, so I go out on the idea that they are. After the break, some more of Laura's latest initiatives, including perhaps the most daring one yet. I'd like to say a big thank you to Nine Elms, our sponsor for this episode. Nine Elms number 18, Ruby Velvin, is an excellent new type of non-alk drink that works equally well as an aperitif or with a meal. It has lovely red fruit and herbaceous flavours, reminiscent of a dry red vermouth. There's real complexity too, so it's an ideal match for many different foods. Nine Elms Ruby also works as a vibrant and refreshing spritz served on ice with a splash of tonic. Going back to Club Soda's roots, Laura, what sort of help can you give to people who are interested in moderating their alcohol intake? Um, So I guess there's a few things. If you're an individual and you want to change your drinking, then you can sign up for free on our website. You can join our, you know, if you want to have a taste of our courses as a free taster, If you work in the hospitality sector, then thanks to our relationship with the Drinks Trust, there is a free course for you to do um, that you can access via our website. If you at any time just want to have some support to think about your drinking habits and how you might go about changing them. And what about hospitality venues? I think you're about to relaunch your guide for consumers to help them find pubs and bars and restaurants with good listings of no and low. If you're a venue that has great low and no drinks, we're about to rebuild our drinks guide. It will, um, we used to do a scoring of venues for how good they were for mindful drinkers. 
and then talk about the brands that they have behind the bar. As you can imagine, there's not been a lot of that available over the last 18 months. And so we're rebuilding the guide so that we do two things. We guide people to the drinks that they might want to try because there's so many on the market now. And so there's a lot of confusion from the consumer. But we're now trying to bring together a lot more rich content about venues. So rather than just listing everybody and saying they score five, I want to know the five best pubs to drive to and the four best restaurants with a alcohol-free drinks flight with their tasting menu and those sorts of things. And we're doing that globally. So if you've got a drinks list that you're proud of or a way of connecting with your consumers, regardless of the strength in the glass, then we're really interested to know. And in particular, because as we move forward on trying to educate more in this sector, I want to make sure the voices of venues who are really the gold standard are heard. So people can always email me at laura at joinclubsoda.org.uk and we are always happy to have a chat. That is fantastic, Laura. So anyone out there who wants any recognition at all for their work with No and Low should absolutely be getting in touch with you. One project you and I have been working on together, Laura, is the Club Soda Monthly Wine Box, where we select products and do a video tasting. And it's a subscription box uh, people can sign up for. And it seems like there's a real need for it. Alcohol-free wine is still one of the most searched for terms online, which delivers the fewest results. Yeah, it's really worth doing, I think. And then, Christine, I'm also doing something special with, with you in, in, from mid-December to the end of January. Is that not right? It absolutely is. And I was going to ask you to talk about that, please. <laughs> so, um, and this is not causing us any stress at all whatsoever at the moment. We are opening up an alcohol-free off-license in the West End from the middle of December to the end of January. And as always, this isn't just about putting some bottles on a shelf and opening the doors and seeing what happens. We have a social mission. So part of the time we are looking at how we're going to be using the space to educate the trade. And part of the hard work has been about dealing with all of the big landlords in the West End about how we can communicate some of our trade work that we want to do during that time in the shop. I'm already talking to all parliamentary party groups about doing events in the space so that we can talk a little bit more about the importance of low and no in terms of um, health policy going forward. And we are looking at doing lots of other things that create social impact in that shop, as well as, you know, engaging the influencers and getting people through the door to sample um, product. Sampling is really important. It's partly why we did the festival and why the festival is still always free entry, not like other drinks events, partly because people know that they can't come through the door and spend £40 and get riotously drunk, but also because people want to try low and no before they commit to buying. And the, the bar is a lot lower or a lot higher. People just won't pay what even £1.50 for an alcohol-free drink unless they know that they like it. And so sampling will be an important part of the shop. We want people to be able to try the product, speak to a knowledgeable member of staff about the product and go away understanding where that drink might fit in into the occasions of their life and their diet. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. And that would be a really good outcome if you can do that 
Absolutely. And because we're hoping to have a really wonderful wine occasion section within that shop, partly because you and I've been doing so much work, Christine, on our through our alcohol free wine club that we um, now have a really good selection of drinks to try. I have to say it's actually my colleague James who's doing the hard work helping you to set up the shop. And my involvement is mainly to run some tutored tastings, which I definitely hope our listeners will come along to. And it's it's an extension of the wine box in a way that I'm going to be doing so people can be there in person uh, tasting the drinks rather than just seeing us on a YouTube video. And of course, as well as consumers, there will be lots of opportunity for people in the trade to come along and we'll do special tastings for them where they can get all the information they might need. We'll have a trade day and um, trade are always welcome through the door. We will always have time to spend with you, um, particularly if you come during the week, obviously, when the, the crowds aren't there. But we'll have time to take you through the product. We will have trained staff whose aim is to make sure that you go away with the knowledge that you need to work out what brands would suit your venue's brand. We've written a course for uh, the on trade, which we hope will be live soon when the new guide goes live and um, is something that we want to continually update and grow. But yes, I want to be able to give more advice to retailers. So, you know, it's by working with people like you, Christine, that means that we can ask the right questions of our shop and begin to then put those answers into some training, particularly for small retailers. I mean, I know the supermarkets have done really well. They have very particular priorities around products on their shelves, but I want to be able to see every small bottle shop and wine shop have a small range of alcohol-free that they're, they're incredibly proud of to promote alongside everything else. And that's when it will tip for the consumer because the availability would be a lot wider. And so I want to be able to educate and communicate with everybody from, you know, the local nicer and the cost cutter through to, you know, bottle shops that specialize in beer and wine shops that there's a range that they can stock for everybody. Brilliant. Is there somewhere that people can sign up? to get email updates on when it's going to open and when they can come? Is there a way that they can get on a mailing list or something? Yes, there is. And in fact, it will be very shortly. We're just finishing the page now. So if you go to joinclubsoda.com and then look in the menu, there will be the off-license. We already have a shop for people to buy courses. So it's not the one that says shop. We're just trying to work out what to call it on the menu, but it will be there. Like I say, if you're a venue, if you're trade, if you're a wholesaler, if you are looking from a business perspective around low and no, then you can always drop me an email and then I can make sure I'm there or James or you or anyone else can make sure that, that there's somebody there to give you the advice that you need. It would be a real shame for us to have this amazing resource available all over January and for you not to get the help that you need to do that. Yeah, it would be really great if we could get to the end of January and anywhere that isn't sure how to get going with, with no and low can have passed through the doors and gone away with everything they need and you know knowing where to source the products what to offer how to talk about them that would be incredible we would do our best brilliant laura thank you so so much the last word this week goes to me for a change i've been involved with no and no drinks for about 6 years and up till now there was always a but but 
the drinks aren't good enough, but it's too hard to find them, but consumers don't know what they want. Today, though, I can see the change. And I think a huge part of this is down to club soda and Laura Willoughby in particular. Drinks without alcohol used to be a necessary evil. Now they're the most exciting part of the beverage world. A huge thank you to my guest this week, Laura Willoughby. And thank you to you for listening. Join me next week for my delayed visit to the Square Root Soda Factory in East London. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow or subscribe to the Alcohol-Free Sommelier on your favourite podcast platform. I'm Chrissy Parkinson. Goodbye from me, and whatever your drink, drink well. <laughs>